Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello and welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, your host for today on the Prophecy Zone. Uh, I am coming to you from the beautiful rainy day in Spokane, Washington. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Uh, Today I want to talk about what is going on in the Ukraine, uh, its relevance to Russia. Now, I want to focus on Matthew 24 for a minute. Uh, and set the stage for what is going on now uh, and what will be going on in the coming weeks, months, and year. I know, years maybe. Um, We see right now the roles of the players in the last days being set. Right now they're behind the curtain giving the props in order, putting the actors in place, filling the final roles, going over the parts, and then to open the curtains for this end time show. And uh, there are many players. And one of the main players is Israel. And after Israel, the most important player is the church, because we are the gauge in which all things will take place. In other words, we are the uh, last prop to be set before uh, end time events can totally take its course. Now, um, What's very unusual about the whole thing, about the whole Bible story, is these Gentile people, these Gentile nation that God uh, was not paying attention to in the the Old Testament besides killing them off because of the enemies of Israel, will one day graft these people right back in. And at the cross of Jesus Christ, we as Gentiles were grafted in. And in Romans, 
and we're going to talk about this, the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Uh, and that is the measuring stick that would return Israel back to the forefront of God's time peace, as God's time peace. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. And at that moment, Gentiles were able to come to the throne of Jesus Christ, or the throne of God, and be accepted back into the arms of a loving God. At that point, the work of Christ was being filtered through this wonderful entity called the body of Christ. And one day, that role will be over. Now, at that point, God sort of pushed Israel to the side, not cast them off. They're not done yet. Uh, and I want to read right quick because I had my I, ha- I had myself in uh, Matthew twenty four. But if I can read something for y'all, that would be great. If I can, well, here we go. Okay, I have to find it because I'm getting things mixed up now. Uh, the time of Jacob's trouble will come in the last days, and that was prophesied in the Word of God. Uh, the church delivered the gospel, and technically, yes, it was full of failures and full of. Uh, Imperfectness, imperfectness, because we're all human beings. We make up the church. But God said that he would build his church. Jesus said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So, in other words, it fulfilled its mission that it was set out to do. Uh, I want to focus in on the time clock and then we get into Russia because that's important God is a God of timing <clears throat> in Second Peter chapter 3 when he said the day to the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day and he told us to be not ignorant he was trying to tell us that time would be based off a thousand years what was he in general trying to tell us that? We know through history that we can record, especially people who believe in the Bible, only can record 6,000 years so far. God is a God of numbers. We know that seven days a week completes a week. Seven days in a week completes a week. We know that the eighth day begins a new week. Uh, I am a dispensationalist. I believe that God has dealt with people in different times, and he has dealt with different times in different ways. He's dealt with um, instruments of his message, which will be Jacob, which whose renaming was Israel, who uh, God said that Jacob I love, Esau I hate it. So his message was not going to go through Esau, even though Abraham had two kids, which were Abraham at, at heart. Uh, but he had Ishmael and Isaac, who he favored uh, 
Ishmael, he wanted uh, God. He wanted to know that could the uh, Abraham so forth. He wanted to know could uh, his inheritance be through another person. So it will be through Ishmael. He wanted it to be, but it uh, turned to be through Isaac. And the representation of him taking Isaac up to the mountain to offer him as a sacrifice was a shadow of Jesus Christ being offered as a sacrifice for mankind. Now, I want to talk quickly about uh, Hosea but let me see well anyway it talks about after two days he will revive us on the third day he raises up that we will be in his sight and as the Jewish people so after two days 1948, Israel became a nation. From Jesus Christ to 1948 is 2,000 years. And we know that I just read off uh, or just spoke of of Peter. And in Peter, it talked about uh, a day to the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So 2,000 years have passed, which each, uh, each thousand years equal a day to the Lord. Uh, that's why the Bible says the day of, day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night, because on the third day will be the day of the Lord. So after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he should raise us up that we should be in his sight. The plan is for seven days, or 7,000 years. The plan was actually for 6,000 years. And on the 7,000 year, Jesus Christ will reign and rule on earth. And on the 8,000th year, eternity will start and the Father will reign and rule and Jesus will, of course, be the still reigning and ruling on earth because I and the Father are one, spoken of by Jesus. There are going to be signs that will cultivate our end-time events. Now, I believe that Matthew 24 is chopped up into pieces. However, I don't believe that the rapture of the church is in this uh, chapter. But I do believe that just because it's not mentioned here, it does happen in the midst of this chapter. And I believe it happens before the birth pains happen. Now, when, and in the Bible that I have, it says in verse 8 of Matthew 24, it says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. I believe the tribulation period starts at that point. Um, In other um I've seen other King James versions where, or even New King James, which I don't really read, but it says um, these are the beginning of what? Birth pains. Now, the war prior to uh, the tribulation period beginning and the, and the geopolitical situation will be in a warlike fitting. And I believe that we've been in the end times for the last 2,000 years. But for our generation, technically, we can say we've been in um, we've been in the last days, well, at least 
the main sign for the, these last days was 1948 and 1967, but mainly 1948 because Israel got the, got their chance to be make their own nation. And in 1949, they actually took over as a nation. Uh, so when you look at Matthew 24, especially verse 6, it says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. That is a key because this is starting to take its toll, take its place. Now, what I want to do is just go over just a few headlines. I don't have many, but there are a lot of headlines out there. Um, I want to read a key first because uh, I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with the blood moons. Uh, the the last sign of it, these 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 um, signs, which if you read Matt, uh, Luke twenty one, it says that uh, there should be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. These are signs put there by God. Now NASA can see these eclipses better than we can, but they are set there for signs, especially at the time that we're living in now. I am wanting people to stay on watching Bible prophecy no matter what. If it's a five if it happens five years from here, you'll be ready. And if it happens tomorrow, you'll be ready. Don't get so caught up and 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 thinking that uh you know, if it doesn't happen this year it's not gonna happen and therefore I quit because I've heard that before. Um get in the frame of mind that Christ can come back at any moment. And then start doing things to make your time go fast. Because when you when you're sitting around and you're reading the internet and you're looking at you know is Jesus coming back this year? Let me watch this video. Let me watch this book and let me do this and let me do that. Um, get busy for the Lord should be the main focus. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, now these signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, of course, uh, were blood moons brought up to us by one of my former guests, Mark Blitz. And um, things can transpire at any moment right about now. We don't need anything to happen uh, but the rapture of the church for those who are pre-trip. And I say that all the time. I'm not going to sit up here and try to convince anybody. Um, I mean, if you want joy to be brought to your heart and... uh, you're going to be taken to the slaughter anyway if you're not if you don't make it in the rapture. So I don't see their point. It's like, well, we're going to be double hurt because there was no rapture and, and the Antichrist is going to take us and kill us. What are you trying to protect me from my feelings? Thank you, thank you very much. Um, Netanyahu says any peace deal with the Palestinians at least a year away. Now we understand that the last sign happens in October of 2015. And uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, go after the show, look up Blood Moons, or if you can do it now, put the show on pause and go look. But I'm just trying to point out something. This thing can happen anytime. The, I mean, the tribulation period, the curtains going up, the, 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 the last day events starting to happen when they obviously that the church is gone and the Antichrist is coming to the scene. I believe that the 
um, events in the April of the year that Christ comes back, which will be in September. I still believe in Rosh Hashanah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go preach it. I'm just mentioning it on this show because I don't want to have people coming, trolls coming after me, uh, which it really doesn't matter anyway because I'm just going to ignore them anyway. But um, uh, whatever year it is, whatever year Jesus Christ comes back, the rapture of the church will happen in September or the first couple of days in October. But I've looked at the calendar. I do believe that Rosh Hashanah, the day no one knows the day and hour, that's the name of the festival or the feast, is the rapture. Just don't know what year. And you're right. No one knows the day and hour because it's a 48-hour period. And I don't know what year it's going to fall on. I mean, it can happen at any moment. Still, I still have that perspective. But I also have the perspective that the judgment seat of Christ can judge me. You know, I, I'm i not going to lose my bearings, and I'm going to try to make sure I, I stay in the faith and and that uh, I am going to make it to the finish line. And I pray that most of y'all do too. And I, and I will continue to pray that we will make the finish line. Uh, but uh, God is not mocked. Um, and he will uh, punish those who are evildoers, and he will uh, work through us through the power of God that we would have divine nature. And I wanted to talk about uh, being set free from bondages and getting ready for Christ's return because it's not that far off. It's it's which is coming around the corner, folks. But Netanyahu says that the peace. Agreement could be a year off. Now, don't don't let that burst your bubble, because it works out. It could be this year, and Netanyahu might not know what the heck he's talking about, or it can be next year. It could be the year after that, or 2017. But my best guess is it's much sooner than that. Um, now, for him to say it's a year off, the last sign happens in October of 2015, which would make a lot of sense. Um, I'm starting to believe that uh, we would have another year to do the gospel of Jesus Christ. and uh, But I'm also believing that we might not have any time left. So my shows would be, um, uh, at least a few of them would be preaching about getting your robe ready, getting your 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 garments ready, getting your heart right, uh, because Christ is coming back. Get out of these churches. I'm not saying don't go to church, but find your church that uh, will proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, with all diligence. Now, Russia and the United States uh, relationship is is being. Uh, diminished or estranged big time sanctions are going to be voted on uh, against Russia in the week, coming weeks or days um, the UN Prime Minister says will not give an inch of land to the Russians and this is having war footing all over it. Now, I have no idea how Russia is going to end up in Israel. But I do believe that, uh, and I'm, let me go back to what I was talking about earlier. 
whatever year Christ comes back, whatever year it is, we will have events that would take place in the spring prior to the tribulation period starting in a certain October of a specific year. So whatever year it is, the tribulation period will start in uh, October and the rapture of the church would have happened in September and there would be things, events happening in the spring and in the summer to lead up to those events. Um, now, is it this year, next year, two years after that? I don't know, but we're close. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take a brace, and when I come back, I'm going to continue uh, what I was talking about. I'll be back. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us. Or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Box Talk Radio. October 30th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Okay, I'm back. Uh, if y'all hear any noise in the background and, and my seat creaking and all this other stuff, I'm going to try to change all of that. Um, this microphone that I have is, is I, actually, I just clicked the button in the back to get rid of the deep, deepness. So I'm going to keep messing around. You'll hear me go click, click. And I'm messing around with, uh, because you can hear everything that is in my office. Anything I'm doing, if I'm clicking on something, if I'm tapping my pen, I can't. I don't really have the freedom to do as much as I did with the other microphone, even though the other microphone was in, in not as good as quality. Now, our the prophecy zone is going to change a lot because 
um, we're going to donate a lot of our time to uh, bring you better information than we have in the past. Um, it was more like, um, I won't say lack of preparation, but uh, I consider that my job now to bring you guys uh, and gals and, and listeners uh, the best news I can bring to you because it's, it, we deserve better news than we've been getting in the mainstream media. Now, I will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is my number one mission, is to not play with the word of God. Man, it's hard for me, uh, knowing that what I know, uh, to stay focused on a specific t- um, topic, because what happens with me is I'll get on the show, and I I'm wanting to take it in five different directions and I get excited about things and, and I kind of butcher the show and, and it, it's going to be uh, to my, uh, and to your uh, value for uh, me to be able to decipher what news needs to be brought. And uh, I decided to do more shows uh, throughout the week, if not every day. Um, I have the time to do it because my uh, work uh, is 12 hours a day, three days a week. That's it. And it's full time. And when it makes it so awesome. Is, I mean, I got to work on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but, you know, it, that's pretty easy to me. Um, I've been doing it for a while anyway. I've been working Saturday and Sunday, so now I don't work Sunday and I get to go fellowship and go to church and, and go take my family to church and go and I get to go to man's things on Sundays and do and then uh, throughout the week I go to Bible studies also. So I have the time to do that and plus write a book. Uh if I have the time to write the book. And I'm not talking about personal time, I'm talking about world time. This thing is getting short, folks. I mean, it's getting really, really short. Now uh, as you heard John McTernan's book, uh, as American uh, as it as as we have done to Israel, and uh, we've had our problems every time we deal with Israel the wrong way. Now, here's what I th- think could happen uh, in the, in the near future, and we have pulled this out and see if I was right about this. Um, I believe that what we do to Israel this April or next April, and it's always going to be on the April. You say, how do you know that? I'm gonna, I'm going to do a show on why I believe that that. God's uh, festivals overlap into the Satan's realm. In other words, Satan's going to try to copycat, and then and then at the same time, the what makes these uh, uh, signs and tetrads so important from 2014 to 2015 is it, it's so convenient the way they're placed. I mean, it, it's just so convenient. And uh, I did a show a long time ago in 2009 or 10 where I said that when Jesus Christ comes back, it'll be for his church, it'll be in the fall. And whatever starts to happen will take start to really kick up in the, in the April of a specific year. Now, am I saying I know the day and hour of Christ's return? No. But what I am saying is that things will start to pick up. And the birth pains are trying to start to intensify because you can lay what happened in the last 2000 years on a piece of paper. And then there will be a lot of series of birth pains, but the birth pains were much wider and less induced 
2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ uh, went to heaven, uh, when he died on the cross, rose again, and went to heaven, death, burial, resurrection. But once uh, he uh, rose from the dead, there are people walking around who were once dead, and they they came back to life. How is that? Because he is the resurrection and the life. Now, He's been now. That's the big. That's a huge sign right there. That's the biggest sign. People don't look at it that way. But two thousand years ago, the the king of the universe, the all creator of everything, the omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent God, died on the cross and rose again for our sin, and then went to sit at the right hand of God. And one of the greatest things happened forty days. Forty days later, the day of Pentecost. That, that man, you can't make this stuff up. This is so great. Um, and and I, yeah, I want to get to the power of God. I want to preach about that maybe tomorrow, about how the power of God delivered men. Um, and I might even touch on it for, for later on when as this show um, gets ready to go off. But the key thing is that the power of God is here to deliver us from all all sorts of sins that will make us not rapture ready. And the, and the beautiful thing that Satan, and I don't know how I can equip the word beautiful with Satan, but the awesome thing that Satan does is he tells you that you still have time. You, I mean, there, there's always going to be time. And if you're looking for the Antichrist and the false prophet and all this other stuff, you, you, you're going to focus on the wrong thing. And the wrong thing is, is the events that's taking place more than your garments. Now, it's, it's interesting, and I love looking at Bible prophecy. That's not my point. The point is, is that we have to get our priorities straight. We can still study Bible prophecy. Matter of fact, if Bible prophecy is used in the, in the correct way, then it will be a benefit to us because it'll get us charged up. It'll get us to get right with God. It'll get us to be zealous for the things of God. And um, that's what I want in my life. Uh, is to be zealous because I know Christ is returning pretty soon. So let's get back to what we were talking about. Um, the Arab League chief says no to Israel as a Jewish state. I don't believe we're ready. I think we're a year off. So I, I, this is what I believe. I, I, I can contradict myself. It's kind of like you go to work and you listen to these guys about who they think are going to win the playoff game, football game, which is, you know, come on. I mean, there's more important things in life, but you know, we get involved because football, you know, football is a great game in America. So, you know, you kind of like shady on one team and you kind of like ready to jump on their bandwagon when they start to work and when they start to win and then you back off when they start to lose. And the, But you, you have a team that you're really high on. Well, I feel like this about Bible prophecy. I feel like 2014 Christ can come back at any moment. I think he can come back at any moment. But I'm starting to lean towards 2015, not to put it off because I have an agenda. Uh, I don't have any agenda. But what I do want is to be available for Christ to use me. Um, now, I have some selfish reasons why I want, uh, and they're not really selfish, I'm being funny, but I, I have some reasons why I want Christ to come back this year. And I wanted them to come back five years ago, and I wanted them to come back five years before. But how is it for the Gentile that has not been saved? 
God has an appointed time where the fullness of the Gentiles will come in. And when that very last Gentile comes in, then he will come down, given from orders from his father, to go get your bride. Um, now, I want to read the King James Version. It says, um, Romans eleven twenty five. For I will not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit, that the blindness in part is a happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Now, those entities that have been grafted in together, as long as we go with Jesus Christ as our Prince of Peace and King and Lord and Savior. But we are separate if that does not happen. Uh, now, many people have their opinion about Israel, and I really fear when the church casts off Israel because they are ignorant of their Bible. Uh, so uh, when we look at uh, Israel in today's affairs, I see a lot of believers supporting Israel, and that, that makes me happy. Um, we are seeing uh, Israel uh, make a, a deal with uh, the devil in the coming months. Um, now, am I calling the United States devils? No, I'm saying that there will come a time when Israel will sign a peace agreement that will set the stage for the Antichrist to be revealed, who will come in to confirm the agreement. See, people believe that uh, the Antichrist is going to show up and confirm the covenant. Number one, if you get a peace deal that does not have a time on it or has an interim time, that's not the peace deal. And I'm going to tell you all this until I, I'm taken off the radio. The fullness of the Gentiles come in will be the sign when the rapture of the church happens. But after that, there will be, or before that, excuse me, will be a interim peace agreement because the Antichrist comes to confirm or strengthen something that already exists. Uh, and he will make it more strengthened. And I believe he would do it with military might. And what is so appealing about what Netanyahu said that would make it 2015? Now, I, I, I well, let me finish, though. And that's another problem I got. I don't finish what I say. It, it, what makes it so appealing is that the signs, the tetrads that Mark Blitz has discovered uh, and that many people are starting to look at and have been looking at. And I've had him on my show. And I've been, I, and I've known about, I can tell y'all my story about the Feast of the Lord a long time ago when I saw this, this book. I don't know who it was buying. I still don't know who it was buying. But I kept seeing it at, at the store. I never got the book, but I can I see visions of that book. So God was trying to get me to look at the Feast of the Lord. And I think I did pick it up and read it. And to a certain point, I understood it. Uh, but anyway, what was so important is that the, these, these tetras are... Um, parentheses around 2014 and 2015. 
and a total of four, and there's one um, eclipse in the middle that uh, we can talk about a little bit later. But um, what makes it so relevant is that the last um, eclipse happens in uh, October of uh, 2015, which makes sense that in April of this year, they were looking to sign a peace agreement. Now, for the sake of the United States, uh, we should not be willing to sign a peace agreement to force uh, Israel to give up their land. Now, I was looking at um, my uh, iPad and in, in the bed yesterday, um, and uh, I I seen a article where uh, it was talking about, and I think it was NBC. It was talking about it, uh, Barack Obama starting to change his stance on Israel and how he feels about Israel. And we all know how he felt, but he wanted to get reelected. So now he has the freedom, because he's not going to have to be elected anymore, to start to sway the other way. Now, this is the time that presidents start to make their um, quests for their, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Please tell me I can have this word. Uh he wants to make his quest for his um there's a there's a key word. I wish I had the chat room open so somebody can tell me what it is. But when the president legacy, legacy. Yeah, he wants he's he's in the room for making his legacy, but uh, these people are so deceived. Um, Barack Obama is so de- deceived that uh, you know, these people can come off with a legacy which is a trip to me. Um, a legacy of what? especially for George Bush for killing, you know, 4,000 plus um, soldiers and Marine men and airmen. And then uh, 9-11, and, I mean, only God can, only God, like the Tupac song, only God can judge me. And we'll see what happens when he stands in front of God to give an account either a thousand years from here or in the rapture of the church, which I seem to doubt it. Um but people say, well, why are you going to judge George Bush? I'm not talking about, I, told, I promise I wasn't going to ridicule presidents. Um, I, I will speak my word and get out. But uh, we we plan the prophecy zone to do a much better job. This 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 thing I just, now there's going to be days where I, you know, I'm going to come straight up and talk to y'all and I'll be talking about the news and just, take off in another direction and I'm and right now I'm even trying to stop from doing that right now I'm trying to stay on subject I get I get kind of um, antsy because the, the spiritual is my strong point um, talking about how I got set free from various bondages and how I have to still watch myself not that I've fallen but uh, the Bible says if your brother thinks he stands, let him check himself just in case he falls. Um, I believe that with all my heart um, and that we need to never go around arrogantly thinking we have arrived. We never have will arrive. But at the same time, be cautious of the new doctrines that are that are coming out in the churches because you go get a book. Uh, you have to be able to eat the meat and spit out the bones. And the dominant book that you should be always reading is the Bible. And the Bible's not your dominant book. You're, you're, you're heading in the wrong direction already, even if those books are right on cue. 
because eventually you're going to pick up a book that has no sense or make no sense, and it's going to become part of your repertoire, and you're going to grab some things out of that book that you shouldn't be grabbing because we're living in the last days when the Jezebel deception is out in number. Um, uh, the, the people are saying that the Jezebel, I'm, I'm doing a study right now. I'm going to do a show in about a month about um, the Jezebel spirit. But I, I'm not going to take it in a different course because uh, there are many things out there that are deceiving people to commit fornication and and adultery. You know, uh, they, you don't necessarily have to have a selfish attitude or a conquering attitude, which I don't believe that the Jezebel spirit is actually. I I, I, be, I believe that uh, compromise is is running rapid in the church today, and um, and what happens is if we we don't really realize this, but the Bible says that many in our society will stop, you know, a lot shall depart from the faith. It says some shall depart from the faith, but many shall depart from the faith. Um, uh, and uh, I believe that what's going on now is a new age movement type of uh, crescendo that is happening in uh, all walks of uh, the church body. And, uh, and, it's, and, I, and I can see that uh, the Protestant church is starting to align itself with doctrine that is partial towards the Catholic church. And the Catholic church is starting to align itself with doctrine partial to the new world or to the new age movement. And all of these, um, the end time church is starting to look like this. All of these, these entities are starting to look alike. They're meeting in the middle. Um, Anytime you have a, a a belief that grace is something that uh, gives you the license to sin, um, Jezebel's spirit commanded that uh, causing, Jezebel's causing uh, the spirit at least, I don't know if it's an actual individual, um, but I heard it was, and, and, but uh, I'm, I don't think it was talking about King Ahab's wife either at the time because, um, well, we had to do a study on that, so I'll keep it quiet. But um, the license to sin, I call it, you know, I would like to get a commercial uh, with uh, 007's music, dun, 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 license to sin, the grace of God, the different Jesus. You know, I, I don't believe... I've heard some people um, on Facebook, on their radio programs, talk about how forgiving God is. Uh, with yeah, He is forgiving. He's forgiving as long as you repent, and He's still forgiving even if you don't repent, because He's still sitting there waiting for you to repent. But if you do not repent, which is making about face and turn towards God and the divine power of God, which is spoken of in first Peter. Uh, the Bible talks about in, um, in first and second Timothy three, when it has a long list of things, people what the church will look like various churches will look like and, and the world will look like also. And it has a long list of, you know, be disrespectful to parents, you know, boastful, proud, high minded, heady, heady, and it talks about having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So you can have a form of godliness. You can look like a duck, act like a duck, talk like a duck, but are you really a duck? 
uh, you can look like a Christian, act like a Christian, walk like a Christian, but and if you got secret sin and you keep them secret, then God's going to deal with you in the great white throne judgment. And I know people out there disagree with me, but uh, there's no such thing as secret sins. When when he says be ready for an hour that you think not, the, the, the be ready is to not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Um, you're gonna hear my Bible rattling around because I wanna I wanna start I wanna share some scripture with y'all and I'll go back to the news. And and you know I I lose a lot of people this way and I know exactly why. It's because the truth will set you free and people are scared of the truth. And um, you know, I I, I wanna go I'm gonna go back to the Ukraine because I still got some time and go back to the end time events in a second. But uh the most important thing that uh, okay, so in First Timothy four, verse one. Now the Spirit is speaking especially that in the latter days, latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now keep this out of your psyche that the doctrines of demons and doctrines of devils is, you know, totally off. Or or a big bottle of poison and, and you're aware of the poison and you're gonna go to the church and they're gonna run around and have snakes and all this other stuff. That's that's just obvious. But then there are there's a new gospel out and it's been out for a while. I just say it's new because, you know, it's since I've been uh, on Facebook, it's slowly creeped in, uh, and it's probably was bigger than, than before Facebook even came out. Before at least I got on Facebook, where grace. Now keep in mind, we're saved by grace, but grace alone does not save. You say, well, what the heck? Are you a heretic? No, I'm not a heretic. Show me, this Paul speak, I'm James speaking, show me your faith, and I'll show you my faith through my works. Faith without works is dead. Now, you're initially saved by grace alone for that split second. But dead faith, is not saved. Now, let me tell you why dead faith is not saved. Dead faith is not saved because we're disobedient to God. God doesn't tell you to be dead. God gives you things to do in the New Testament alone. And if you're not doing those things in the New Testament, you say, we're saved by works? You're saved by obedience. Let me back up. You're saved by grace. And you, he becomes your Lord and Savior. Now, he becomes your Lord. And you're coming into his kingdom. You're going to be susceptible. You're going to be open to do what he tells you to do because he is king over you. And he, the Bible says that if you're not willing to, uh, if you don't love me more than mother, father, sister, brother, you know, I'm out of living. You're not worthy of me. He says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Just picking up your cross daily is an act of work. We're not saved by works. 
lest any man should boast. We're saved by grace and grace alone for that period, for that split second when the transition is made and you are now belonging to God. But you do not go around, you know, um, first of all, let's look at sin. We're all sinners. and We fall short of the glory of God. But do you practice sin? Do you say, since I'm saved, I'm good to go. Now I can go sin. What did he tell the lady, which it was not in this Jesus, Son of God movie? He says, where's your accusers? Nowhere, sir. Nowhere, master. Well, go sin no more. Let me synopsize it for a second. He's saying, go practice sin no more. We're humans. We're going to sin. He knows that. But when he says, go sin no more, he's translating with hard language, do I sin no more, knowing that the rest of the Bible says we're sinners and we fall short of the glory of God. So Romans three twenty three says that we we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So since that's the case, to be delivered from sin, first of all, you have to acknowledge that we are sinners. In First John one eight through ten. It says that we're sinners, and we, and if we admit that we're sinners, if we say we have no sin, we make God a liar. But if we say that the grace of God is so sufficient that it it will it will condone it it, it will uh, justify me in the act of sinning, and if I die in that state, I'm still going to heaven, then I'm deceived. So, in other words, when Jesus comes back for his church, you must be finished with all sin. So when when the trumpet sounds, you have to be out of that sin. So in other words, you don't know when he's coming. And that's the danger of post-trip, mid-trip, because you're watching for something, and then I might be able to just get it right before I see the Antichrist. No, you better get it right before you see Jesus Christ. You need to get it right now. Not tomorrow, not next week. Not two years from here, but if you do get it right, and it takes you two years to get it right, well, you better start doing it now, and you better go to Christ, and you better go ask Jesus to take this sin from me, and keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He wants to separate you from your sin. He wants to give you power to stop sinning. He healed the blind, healed the lepers, healed the ones who cannot walk. He, I mean, He's brought people back to to life. This is the same God who split the Red Sea for the Israelites to go through. And the power of God can, instead of sitting here saying, I want to be healed of this sickness or that sickness, which you should do, but the most important thing to be healed from is sin. What did he say to those 72? Say, Master, we have healed the sick, you know, brought back the dead and Heal the blind. He says, be thankful that your name is written in the book of life. So what is that telling y'all? It's telling y'all that the most important thing is that you are going to heaven. Not that you're going to be healed. Not that you're going to be seeing. In today's life, healing comes through prayer. Sometimes healing comes through laying healthy hands. But most of the time, that was proof that he was the disciples belonged to him. Today, 
people are come together to pray for the sick. And there are land of the hands, but it's not. Let's be honest with each other. We, I don't see many people getting healed, but I don't see as many people walking around sick because by his stripes we're healed. So mankind will, might be a lot less apt to be sick, but the devil knows that. That's why he has those, having these processed foods and all this other stuff because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's putting these things in your food, trying to kill you off because he knows that by his stripes we were healed. Even the Africans. He said, why are they going around sick? Because they have no food. You're still going to die if you don't have no food. But if Americans were put in that position, they not have no food, we not only die, but we'll be busting windows downtown and burning places down because we don't have any food. And that's coming. But Jesus said that we should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So if you really want to stop sinning, you go to the word of God and you and you decipher it right. You ask the spirit of God if he's in you, because you're not belonging to God if the spirit of God is not in you. You ask for the spirit of God and the spirit of God will come into you and he will decipher to you the word of God. You say, why are there so many translations or why are there so many uh, contradictions of the translations. I only use King James, and I and I and I honestly say that people. I don't. I'm not going to. If you tell me what you use and it's not in a living translation, I'm going to tell you. You might as well just take your coffee and put a lot of water in it, so you can barely taste the coffee, because that's exactly what you're doing. King James. Uh, Sometimes I just leave it alone and say that God's smart enough to put one of these Bibles out here that's actually close enough for the Spirit of God to work. God is not mocked. In other words, God is not stupid like people think he is. I I, I think it's so, so hilarious to watch people talk about the different translations. And then just, we're in the end times and they're sitting up there yelling about the new translations or you know, yelling about how many how many angels we can get on the tip of a pen in the last days. Or, oh, is there a pre-trip or post-trip? You dummy. And it's it just say all kinds of foul, mean things to people. And we're in the last days and people are yelling at each other on Facebook. And they're the same person after they're done with that tread. Oh, we're in the last days. Well, why are you sitting there for two or three hours trying to convince somebody or something? Do you have the time for it? You don't have no time for it. I don't care who listens to my show anymore. I give a darn. But I do understand that Christ wants to use you instead of having you sit on Facebook. Now, if you sit on Facebook with love trying to explain something, get out. Find a time to get out. Don't sit there for three days trying to tell, convince somebody that, uh, you know, something that you know to be right. Now, if you're sitting here trying to convince somebody that the United States is a, is a, is a uh, godly nation, or, um, you know, then you need to have a brain transplant because last I checked, people at my work aren't saved. I don't see anybody passing me out flyers at Walmart, and I don't see nobody knocking at my door asking me if I die tonight, where would I go? You think anybody's concerned? This is a fake Christian nation, if you want to call it that. So we need to go and pray for this nation. Your praise, your prayers are just as important as the next person's prayers. 
all these high planes. I'm not a preacher, so therefore I can't do this or that. Your mission, he was talking to everybody in Matthew 28. Now, what I'm going to do, I got an hour left. I didn't realize I had I did two hours show. So I'm just, uh, this, the time is just flying. Um, let me see what time it is. I could have swore. Yeah, it's 10. So I have to go get my kids in a minute. <laughs> this is crazy. But I didn't even know that I made a three-hour show or a two-hour show. But, yeah, I mean, we, we, we are um, in the last days of the last days. And uh, if we want to uh, be in heaven, we need to ask God for our um, ask God to give us the power and the and the, and the um, grace to hold on and uh, don't get so bogged up in, a, in this year or or next year or two years from here about Jesus' return. He can come back at any moment. Get busy. It comes quick. I got a six-year kid that's going to turn six pretty soon. I remember when he was first born. I mean, that's amazing. Don't get discouraged because it's not going to happen next week. The God says who, he who endures to the end will be saved. That goes for every time period. That goes a thousand years ago. It goes two thousand years ago. It goes, you know, twenty-five hundred years ago. <coughs> He who endears to the end will be saved. It goes for next week. If you endure until you hear that trumpet sound, you will be saved. But I will say this over and over again. God has come to set man free. Don't be deceived. We cannot continue in sin that grace may abound. We cannot continue to sexually look at porn and think that I'm going to make it to heaven if I die that night. You're not. I know some people probably say, well, what are you? You, you, you're a heretic. I'm trying to give you life. I'm trying to give you the Prince of Peace, the delivery of the gospel, the true gospel. For the truth shall set you free. The real truth, not a fake gospel where some of these ministries are given. Am I, do I have the patent on stuff? No, I don't have the patent. I'm trying to get it together myself and probably never will. I'm 45 years old and I probably wouldn't get it together for another 45. But I can tell you this, who the sun sets free is free indeed. This is not anywhere in the gospel. I don't know anywhere. Nobody's teaching this. You know what I mean? What I mean by this is not anywhere in the gospel. I mean that the gospel is being taught today. I'm not the Bible. We've been taught a lie. And the lie is that God would tolerate my sin. God would tolerate. Now, God would be patient with you. And I don't think God's going to kill you over. No. That would be complete shock if he did, because you would be burning in hell. I mean, that's pretty mean for me to say, and I apologize if people are taking it the wrong way. But we have to have some urgency. I mean, even in this society that we live in, people 
are thinking that um, people are not supposed to feel bad. It's called a conscience, folks. If you don't have a conscience, then you're going to keep doing what you were doing. You're going to keep getting what you were getting. God wants to free you from that sin. He wants to separate the sin, get rid of the weights, get rid of the sin that easily besets you and run this race. Finish the race, finish the fight. Find God's will. Offer your life as a living sacrifice that you will know the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God is that you would do the perfect will of God. Some people say, well, what is the will of God for my life? What's well, in the Bible first? And then once you get the Bible right, the New Testament, heck, at least the New Testament, once you get the New Testament right, then he will reveal to you what you're supposed to be doing. But I can tell you right now, you can start reading the Word of God, and you can start reading the Bible, and you'll be out fellowshipping, and you'll be out preaching the gospel, and you'll be out doing what God wants you to do right away. Because there are things in the Bible where every Christian is being told to go ye and make disciples. So let's do that. Now, I apologize. We are going to have 30-minute shows where I talk straight up Bible prophecy. Uh, But this has been on my mind for a while. So join us on... uh, uh, once a week, we just got to figure out a date where we're going to do it once a week where we talk Bible prophecy, maybe even twice a week. But there is something that is very important, and that's the simplicity of Christ. Christ was not the Son of God movie where, I mean, I mean, this is a different Jesus. And I think a lot of people on Facebook is teaching a different Jesus. This different Jesus is so nice that he tolerates everything that you're doing, your agenda. Um, When you uh, walk in the spirit, the main mission for you is to do the will of God. The the Holy Spirit is not going to let you do your will. He's going to ask you to do God's will. And that's the price you have to pay. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. That's what he said. He who is not willing to pick up his cross, God says, is not worthy of me. Or he who is not willing to do my commandments is not worthy of me. It says in 1 John 1, 8, if we say we have no sin, we deserve we deceive excuse me, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the truth is not in us. Now, you can look at this and say if we say that the gospel, the, the grace of God will help let me practice sin, this is me at living. I'm not reading the Bible. I'm just saying, if 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 we say that God said that I can practice, I can be okay with sin because His grace is now. If you if you really want to stop, ask God to help you stop. 
But you have to be stopped before he comes. In other words, I'm coming back for a church who does not practice sin. Now, you notice I didn't say without spot or blemish. What does that mean? What does that mean? So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. And 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 I promise, starting next week, we will have a show focused straight up on God, on 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 prophecy. And we're going to see how many shows we can get. We're going to get a hundred shows going in the next couple of months. And if if Jesus comes back this year, we'll be done. But if he comes back next year or two years later, we we will set out for a mission. I'm wanting Jesus to come back this year. Um, I want to see my Lord. I want to fellowship with my fellow believers. Uh, and I want to uh, be a part of that heavenly kingdom. But for right now, I want to preach the gospel. I want to be a tool for Christ to be used in, in him mightily. So when I come, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, being set free from sin. Uh, but I'm only doing this because I haven't been on the radio show for a while, and I think it's important. We are, we're going to do this every once a week. We're going to talk about different subjects like prayer and and Bible reading and things that help someone be a better disciple and they can go share that with somebody else also. But we'll be right back. October 30th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name.
Welcome to the Prophecy Zone, the place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong. Walking in darkness means walking in sin. John may have in mind people who claim to enjoy a close relationship with God, but whose lives were clearly characterized by sin. You know in your heart what you're doing. People who say they walk in light but walk in darkness may not know or may know that they're doing just, just that. I'm going to read it again in First John one eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, these same people, now I'm going to read this verse thing again. I just walked, read. Walking in darkness means walking in sin. John may have had in mind people who claim to have a close, I'm sorry, to be enjoying a close relationship with God, but whose life were clearly characterized by sin. Now, let me read First John 1, 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, they necessarily don't have to be saying that they have sin. They can just have sin and claim to have a close relationship with God. Now, sin is anything opposing to God or against God or, or anything that is opposing to the word of God. Now, the knowledge of God tells you. That's why the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You have to pick up the Bible. Jesus said that you must live by you must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, when you get hungry, you want to eat because I want to eat. I guess, I mean, it's it's a bad feeling to get so hungry. That's why I feel so bad for this, you know, kids across the world and families across the world who don't have anything to eat. Because when I'm hungry, I'm hungry, and you know when y'all, you know, the family gets together and. And cooking on the stove for Thanksgiving, and you hungry, and you can, them, them hunger pains could be your mother, you know. But um, uh, you need to understand that the word of God has to be just as important as food in your life, and um, we have to study it verbatim. You can't just go to church on Sundays and expect to live off what the pastor said for the rest of the week. You are a male nutritious Christian. You are, you don't have the the vitamins and the minerals that you need to survive spiritually per se. You need the word of God in your life for direction. You have to be willing to say, Jesus, what are you saying to me? And read the word of God. Get you an audio cassette tape or audio online or audio on your phone and listen to it. Now, keep in mind, there is a war. And, I, and I'm telling you now, there's a war against the word of God. There's a war, war, a war in, your, in your life where the devil does not want you to read the Bible. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy your life. He doesn't want you to read in the Bible because it will declare all truth. And the lady at the well, Jesus said, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. The spirit of God comes inside of your heart and through the word of God will guide you through your life. And uh, you are protected from God 
from you are protected by God when you obey James when it says that well, resist the devil, submit yourself to God, and the devil will flee temporarily. Well, the devil probably did a lot of fleeing from Jesus, but at the same time, he needed to continue to harass the king of the universe, and that he did. But for me and you, I think he's going to take a little bit more of a break, but he will be back. The devil is not going to wait and, and, and say, oh, yeah, he's arrived, let me leave him alone. No, he's going to say to the person who is unsaved, they don't seem like they're going to be going to church, so I'm going to go ahead and leave them alone. You think he leaves the average person alone also, the unsaved? No, he wants you to be more and more involved in porn, more and more involved in, you know, gurry garbage. He wants you to, he would rather sit around somebody's house. If you, he's assigned to you, he's going to come back and make sure you watch worse shows than you watched last year. Why would he leave you alone? He's not going to leave you alone now. He's going to probably leave you alone in a different aspect. Satan's going to leave you alone. His demonic forces are going to leave you alone, but they're not going to leave you alone to a, a, sink, a point where they leave you alone and you might run into somebody who invites you to church. Because when, when you go to church, they're sitting in there ready to take the word from what you learned already from you. So we got 46 minutes. Um, so... I'm going to finish reading First John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if you have sin or if you, if you have a habit, like, for instance, masturbation or, uh, or porn or if you gossip or you steal or you, you curse or you, uh, uh, I'm talking about an avid cusser, or you, you just file, um, you cheat on your wife, um, God is still here to save you. He's still here to forgive you. But you have to be, you have to ask for forgiveness and you have to repent. Repent means you make an about face and you turn towards God and you keep going. You don't go back to that stuff. When Christ comes, and I'm being honest with y'all, when if Christ comes and you're living in sin, you're not going. And it can be it can be it can be sins that you would not think that it would keep you out of heaven. Um, God wants us to think holy thoughts, and He wants our whole heart. And um, I don't know who the people are who barely makes it out of here, make it out of the tribulation period, who barely makes it in the rapture. I don't know who those people are, but I can tell you this. They just figured it out. So they were saved by fire. I don't think that they were doubling in sin. I think what happened was they just figured it out and they were just saved just in time. So in other words, I figured out that, hey, I, I better get myself together. I better be, you know, live for God and about a week later the rapture happened. Then they were saved just as by fire. They saved just in a nick of time. But people who practice sin are people who have habits. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you um, that people probably call me a heretic for telling you all this. But if Christ comes back and you're dealing with something, I'm sorry to tell you, you're probably going to be left behind. You say, well, you were dealing with it, though. Well, dealing with something 
will take away saying that someone needed to be ready for at an hour that you think not the son of man coming. We'll be ready to continue to struggle or to be ready to overcome the world even by our faith. Have faith. That means we didn't have faith in, in God enough to take whatever that was. You say, well, how dare you tell us? Well, I'm not going to sit up here and fuss with anybody because I'm telling you that faith uh, in Christ should have broke that and trust me God would try harder to get that out of you if he knows uh, you're, he's coming back and, and he don't even know Jesus knows now when he's coming back he knows He knows more than we do and I think he knows that the time is short he knows exactly to the you know space of time I don't know if he if he knew it when he was here, but I think he knew it when he was in heaven that he, you know, he didn't, you know, he knows now that he's, when he's coming. And he, remember the Lord's feast is his feast. So he knows what, you know, Pentecost was. He knows what unleavened bread was. He knows what's unleavened, you know, first fruit. So he knows that the Feast of Trumpets is the rest of the church. He just don't, I mean... You just don't say that the Lord don't know anything now. He's restoring all his godness to him. You know, so Jesus is very God of very gods now. You know, very man of very man when he's down here. But, uh, yeah, so the the things that are happening now, and I'm going to go back to Bible prophecy, which um, is very important because these things are transpiring, but... um, Dennis Cuddy was on, on on Dr. Stan Martin's Radio Liberty show, and he was talking about um, telling um, the audience that he believes that the markets will start to crash in late September of this year. Um, uh, Gerald Salente was on uh, one of the shows that I was a podcast that I was watching on um, YouTube. He's on a series of them, so I can't really tell y'all what's one I'm talking about. I know he was on uh, Alex Jones, but anyway, he was saying that 2014 April would be the time where the market starts to collapse. Um, I think a lot of these guys are correct, but uh, at the same time, it could be next year uh, or it could start collapsing. Um, like we had in 2008 and lead up to next year. I mean, we don't know, but uh, Peter Schiff also uh, was saying that. And also, um, what's the guy's name? Um, I forgot what his name is. I'll think about it in a minute. Um, Warren Buffett, uh, one of the richest men in the world, bet um, that the markets will start to collapse in 2014. Now, I don't know how true that is. But when you start to have all these people with credibility say that it's 2014, and it still can be 2014. I'm not saying it's not going to be 2014. Um, but I am also saying that the last sign is in um, October of 2015. So we have to wait and see. No one knows. But get yourself together. Get get your house in order. Um, the ten versions who are wise and the two versions who are not. The wine, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. You ask God to to deliver you from sin. Ask God to bring you His Spirit, or bring you His Spirit, then deliver you from sin, whatever order. 
Um, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of God. You have to pick up the Bible and find out the will of God yourself. I'm not talking about the mystical will, will for yourself, because you won't find that out until you actually do what God tells you in the, in the Bible. Now, the Bible, don't let the Bible intimidate you. Don't let the word of God intimidate you. We should look at uh, the Old Testament as well as we should look at the New Testament, but we should focus on the New Testament because it's the smallest and it's the easiest to understand. And if you don't understand some of the chapters, go online, find you a good preacher who preaches the gospel and, you know, preaches the word of God without... um, Controversy preaches the word of God without compromise, and 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 study the books that you don't understand. If you don't understand Second Corinthians, um, go find a preacher who will preach it. But I'm telling you now, go through the New Testament yourself, and then go to go through Proverbs, go through um, the Psalms, go. Go read how God dealt with First King and Second King, the Israelites then, and, and go from, and read Samuel and read Joshua. Number one, read Joshua. My God, I mean that gives you remedy right now. All those battles that Israel faced, and some were victorious and some were defeated battles, and uh, God wants to deal with us the same way. Matter of fact, Israel is a mirror effect of each individual person. How if you're really saved, God will set out to take out things in your life. So, yeah, I don't tell somebody if you got an addiction, give up. I'm telling you that be ready because God is going to he's going to finish his work in you until the day of Jesus Christ. Um, Philippians 1, 6 was given to me by an individual. I call him entertaining strangers, entertaining angels. Uh, in a plaza bank where I was in the lobby and he was asking me what am I going to do and I, I had plans on going on the west coast from Michigan with no money in my pocket and he's like hold on go back home pray to the Lord and ask him to show you what he wants you to do and I went home and, and I joined the army we joined the army after that and that was the greatest couple of years of my life because I was able to uh, preach to many people on the streets of Hawaii downtown Waikiki and it was a blessing, and I went in from Waikiki, from uh, Hawaii, I went to Oklahoma and was able to continue to talk to people, not only for people, strangers, but people in my unit. So God has blessed me with, with the chance to do that, and then I still ended up in Job Corps from all of that. So um, I thought it was pretty awesome. Uh, I ended up in Job Corps first before all of that. And I was working at Job Corps, and I still went home in, in Michigan and came back. So that's when the person told me to wait up. And um, you know, I mean, it, it, it was, it's a blessing to see how many people I was able to talk to about Christ and how many people I'm still being able to talk to, to by Christ. But I, I kind of figured out that, you know, we need to give our whole entire life to Christ um, to make it meaningful because uh, we can't, uh, we should not half-heartedly uh, serve the Lord um, because then we'll find out that some of the things that he was saying was being ignored by the church. For instance, even uh, people probably read this over and over again, but when he tells the church of Laodicea, I wish that you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. The majority of the church world today is lukewarm, folks. They're not. 
hot, they're not cold. Why does God say I'd rather for you to be unsaved? Because then, remember, he had he sat down and hung out with sinners, with prostitutes and pimps and, and tax collectors because they were easier to talk to than someone who already goes to church and knows everything. I mean, you can't tell them that, hey, grace will save you. Uh, and grace will also give you the power to stop sinning. But you have to be willing to do that. And then, number one, you must be willing to develop the relationship between you and God. That should be number one on your list. And a lot of people have different motives. They want money from God. Ask not what you can do for God, but when ask God what he can do for you. A lot of people want something from God. And of course, you have every right to want a better life from God. But sometimes people are put in the murdering stakes. People are murdered for, for Christ. It's not always going to work out, you know, where, you know, you, you, you're thinking God is going to give you that new house or give you that new job. In reality, God says that you, might, you can probably possibly lose your life for Christ's sake. And if, if we're not seeing it that way, I had a wonderful blog that I was I had, and um, the blog was talking to it was by a lady who was um, focusing in on how Kim Jong Un had thirty thirty three Christians killed, um, and I, I I liked some of the response that uh, that people had from her blog, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, but anyway, uh, Christ uh, does want us to serve him wholeheartedly, but we should be in the position right now that we're willing to die for Christ because if you're not rapture ready and you're not going to be rapture, you're going to have to go through the tribulation period and you're going to possibly have to die in it. Well, there ain't no possibly to it. You're going to die eventually. Or you're going to make it out on the other side, which will be few people left on the earth. Jesus said that even if, if, um, if this time was not cut short, even the elect would not make it. Um, and no flesh will be saved. So, um, Christ is coming back for us soon. And by the way, my wife gave me that um that she put that on my wall, so I'm grateful to her for putting that on my wall that, about the um uh Kim Jong il killing uh, Christians for the sake of his um union and that's coming soon too, folks, where a lot of American Christians will be well soon to be Christians will be um killed. Um, now, uh, on Olive Tree Ministries, uh, Abuse of Power, We Were Warned, uh, is uh, Gary Call. He's an excellent uh, researcher and writer, uh, and he was on her last program. I'm going to listen to that tonight, so that will be a treat to listen to. Um, just remember, folks, um, a lot of the Bible prophecy stuff is great to listen to, but make sure you're right, ready and right with God um, before you die, before the rapture of the church happens. And we're going to find out very shortly 
And this is going to be my stand from now on. So when I get a troll following me, I'm going to say, we're going to find out very soon if pre-tribs are right. And I'm a pre-trib person. I believe strongly in the pre-trib rapture of the church. And I never wavered one bit. I never wavered to the point where I said that maybe the post-tribbers and mid-tribbers are right. Now, when I first started off, when I first started Bible prophecy, I believed that we would go through the tribulation period. And then as time went on, um, I started to believe that that we would not go through the tribulation period. And um, after that, I never wavered. And that was like 14 years ago. And I don't think I've ever wavered to a point where I'm like, you know, I did look into uh, pre-trib, I mean, post-trib and mid-trib. I did look into them, but I think they're ridiculous. Uh, I just don't think, I don't, I don't see how anybody can come up with that. And I, and I think it's only the devil that can make that happen. Because there's no preparation, folks. There's no reason to be prepared because you you're, you get prepared when you see the you know the two witnesses and the antichrist and the false prophet and that's why Petrus Ramonis, uh, of course, Chris Putnam was on my show. But that's how um, that got so popular. Matter of fact, I had twenty five thousand listens on my radio show. But that's why that got so popular because. People were trying to look for the Antichrist and the false prophet. I mean, but instead of just waiting for Christ and being ready when he comes, <coughs> people are not <coughs> excuse me. People are not gonna be ready. They're just not. How are you gonna be ready when you're not uh reading his word? It says in uh, Colossians three sixteen it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing on one another in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Uh, so the main thing is to, to, to have that word flowing through us that God can richly bless us and all heavenly blessings because we are not ignorant of the things of God. Um. I want to look at um, Luke 21 right quick because I'm going to have to go off a little bit earlier than I wanted to because I have to go pick my kids up uh, from school. I got all three kids. All, all, yeah, three kids. and um, One of them is in trouble, so he goes in his room when he's done with school. And it's just like I can preach about that, just a whole show. So starting now, man, I, I promise you all that I'm going to develop a pattern of my show being on and um, it's going to be on uh, probably almost every day of the week, even if it's a recording of an old show, because we, we have to, we have to start getting this word out. And uh, I, I believe I'm going to try to go for um, blog talk more than uh, any other endeavor. Cause a lot of my uh, brothers, are kind of low on blog talk and uh, I think I'm going to do some studying on blog talk because right now I don't have any interference. At least I don't think I have any interference on uh, you know from y'all hearing me. So I want to listen to the show again when I go upstairs uh, on the other computer because I want to uh, I want to uh, 
listen to the the, the microphone, even though I'm kind of like <clears throat> voice is kind of like choppy. But um, yeah, we're gonna set up in the uh, um, show description uh, future shows and future studies that we're gonna be doing. And uh, we want to set it up to a point where we want to uh, we want you to know what we're going to be talking about because that's another thing we did not do in the future in the past. We just came on and we talked to like kind of like today. And I'm going to do shows like today where I'm going to be random, just pop on. Uh, but uh, we're going to be on um, Spreaker and also Mixer. Um and, and we're going to have different types of show patterns there because. We want to we want to be able to intertwine and bring uh, different uh, messages to people and have a selection of different messages to be able to bring to people. And I'm also going to introduce some websites probably this week sometime, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and in these websites are going to be news websites, and I can't tell you um, the name of the websites yet. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at one. I'm going to be looking at one in a few seconds. But the object of these websites is going to be news related to end times. Now, I'm hoping that I would have another year uh, to preach the gospel and uh, really get serious about it. But I'm warning you now that I have no problems of going home right now. But I want to be totally ready for Christ's return. I don't want to be to a point where he's asking me, why didn't you do this or that or that or this? Um, We have to put God first in everything that we do. Um, And and this new website is kind of funny because I I don't want to... At first, I I was just popping news on there because I was just trying to fill it up. But a lot of the times, we're going to have our own news, and we're going to try to curate most of the news. What curate means that you you take other people's news and you add your perspective to it. And we're going to try to do that. But the neat thing is is that people all around the world have came to this site already, Um, and that's a good thing. And I'm pretty proud of that. But it's not a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's not a lot of people. So what we want to do is we're going to try to set up tonight to go on before it's news. Uh, we're going to try to start editing on before it's news so we can get a lot of people from before it's news on. And um, we're also going to go and do a weekly broadcast on YouTube and it's going to be based off the show because what I'm probably going to end up doing is talking into the camera and speaking in the camera in the in the in watching the TV before me and in my news reports uh, right next to me and um, and be able to communicate uh, with my audience that way and and if I can get another computer I'll semi semi cast. Uh, from YouTube to Blog Talk to Spreaker and, and whatever, you know, and that would be awesome in itself. Um, matter of fact, uh, I think I'm going to do a little Spreaker I'm visiting tonight. But um, let us pray for uh, the nation uh, and that people will come back to God 
before it's too late. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day for this time together, God. We just pray, Father God, for this nation, God. We pray for its leaders. We pray for Congress. Pray for the president who would turn from his sins and come towards you, God. We pray for enlightenment from the church of Jesus Christ, that we would have our eyes open, that we would not grow blind to the different doctrines and falsehoods that are easily creeping into the church's God. We pray for wisdom. We pray for incitement. We pray for vision, God, that we will go forth and proclaim your word, Jesus. And we pray, Father God, for blog talk, that the enemies and the trolls and the leeches that come on to these wonderful Christmas Christian shows will be neutralized, Father God, for the grace of God. We pray that someone from blog talk will come in and help war against these wicked things, but we know that all things work together for good to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, God. We pray for your power and your glory. We pray for those uh, Christians that were in uh, North Korea. We pray for those who are standing up for you in truth and in spirit. We pray, Father God, for protection for people around the world who are proclaiming your gospel, who who are being prayed for for people back from people back here in America. And we pray, Father God, that your word would go forth with power and glory and victory, God. We pray in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, I pray this day for the Prophecy Zone and for a new ministry that um, that is coming to the surface called Truth Element News. We pray for these um, uh, websites that will be coming out in this week sometime. And the old proxies that would also be returning to the scene. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to put this in God's hands. We're going to give this to God. Um, we plan to, um, out, of, out of four websites, one website will probably go after and bring the truth. Uh, out of like the president of the United States because I don't believe that we should have a ministry that just popped the president in the head every five seconds. I believe that we have those ministries and they need to expose what he's doing. And then that's why I only have one website that's going to be doing that. And then one website that I have um, that I'll update like once a week that we're going to, that will be proclaiming um, the you know what what Hollywood is doing and what the music industry is doing, but that I will bring that out probably in April sometimes um, because that has to be brought out because if we don't do that, then people are going to be living in ignorance. Um, we're also going to do a study of music, uh, both uh, as far as the New World Order is concerned and it's and, and partial <coughs> about what Satan does with music to enhance <coughs> the stimuli people motivated to go forth and and live in the world because uh, I don't listen to too many songs that I used to listen to a couple of years ago and the reason B is because it will motivate me to um, maybe not totally leave God but a little little leaven leavens the whole lump and a little little leaven uh, every day turns into a lot of leaven so when you're doing old things that you used to do be careful that you don't depart from the faith um, because it's coming. It's coming when uh, society can start talking about homosexuality 
and um, frequently in Christianity is the devil, and and uh, but um, homosexuality is the truth. Then we are in trouble as a nation. Uh, God does not want us to be weak and to sit back and to let uh, <coughs> let the uh, world of the homosexual take over. As a matter of fact, it's trying to creep into the church, and it's not trying. It actually is creep in the church. Uh, and as long as that happens, you know, we we are in deep doo-doo. Uh, so look for my website this week. We're going to announce it uh, probably Thursday. And by the weekend, we hope to be up because there's a lot of things going on, folks, that we need to be putting out there. Uh, Prophecy Zone, PZRN.org, is, is, hasn't been updated, but I'm, I have a software that can update all these websites all at the same time, no problem. And there's going to be websites that will function just off of RSS feed. Um, so just um, be ready to to see a lot of things coming from this ministry because um, there's no time left, um, not at all. Okay, so um, let me um, go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Um, we're going to be talking about the mark of the beast, and we're also going to do a series on revelations and about couple of weeks and uh, matter of fact I'm starting to do my study and, and prayer on um, that um, in the near near future uh, but I, I, I want y'all to remember um, coming and leading up to the next show uh, will be the Damascus effect and the next show will talk about Syria in Israel, because I believe Syria will be the catalyst of why Israel is invaded by Russia and its uh, confederation of nations. And uh, I want y'all to read Ron Paul, listen to Ron Paul. I got 17 minutes left, and I have to go get my kids right on the dot. But stand by and watch, listen to this uh, Ron Paul show I'm, I'm, I'm thing right quick, and we'll be back. The president is in a very tough place now. He has already warned Syria that if he ever got proof it used chemical weapons on its people, well, there would be hell to pay, even if we can't pay for that hell. To Ron Paul, who says, truth is, consequences cost, so quit offering ultimatums we can't pay for, even if we did have the money to pay for them. The congressman and former presidential candidate joins us right now. Congressman, you would just say, don't even get involved at all. Let them, the Syrians, do whatever they want? Oh, yeah, pretty much that's that way, because uh, it's not our business. Our national security isn't threatened. And uh, it smells a little bit like uh, the argument of going into Iraq, you know, weapons of mass destruction, poisons, gases, all that. And, you know, he drew a line in the sand, or whatever he called it, a red line, but... Uh, for him to worry about going over that line, I don't know where the evidence is. No, they don't have evidence. I think he overstated in the first place, and he shouldn't be in a dilemma. He should just stay out of it. What if they did have unequivocal evidence, Congressman? In other words, more than the former President Bush on weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, um, that, that we did have unequivocal proof that Bashir Assad is using these weapons, in fact, routinely against his own people. 
Well, you know, look how many hundreds of millions of people were killed in the 20th century by bad regimes. I would say that uh, uh, the likelihood of that happening is slim, so I would still argue the case for staying out of it unless uh, they were using it against us and, and affecting our national security. But they couldn't possibly use them against us if we weren't in their backyard. I mean, we're in, in Jordan, and I'm sure we have plenty of CIA agents already in Syria. We support the Syrian rebels, so we're already very much involved. So whether you're machine-gunned or gassed or a drone missile kills you, it's still very, very dangerous. But I think we're looking for trouble by being there, and the answer to your question is no, just because there's evidence that they might, you know, that they do have a weapon, uh, I would say that it's not a justification to send our young people over there to get killed. Um, in other words, killing people is killing people, whether you're doing it through chemical weapons or shooting them in the street. Yeah, and you want, to minim you want to minimize that, and the responsibility for uh, an American public official should be to make sure Americans don't get involved needlessly and don't get involved in the internal affairs of other nations and, and don't, get, uh, and don't set, us, set the stage for a lot of Americans being killed. So there's a lot of responsibility there. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I think going in is the worst thing to do, especially under these circumstances, especially because it would take a lot of convincing to get, have the American people actually believe that Assad is a threat to us and actually has weapons that we're threatened by. They've been through those lies again. They're not going to buy into it this time. I think they're healthy, healthy, uh, skeptical of this right now. And we're a lot poorer than we were when prior <laughs> threats were made, right? So we don't have the money to do this. We, we can put it as we do so much else on a credit card, I guess. But your point is, is, is what, whether we can afford this or not, we just dig a deeper hole every time we do? Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's part of the reason. But the first reason is we don't have uh, the moral imperative to go there. We don't have the legal authority to do it. It never works. It backfires on us. In the climax of the whole argument, we don't have any money. And uh, this is what brings great nations down. They, they think they own the world, and they spread themselves around too much. It brought the Soviets down, and uh, it's going to bring us down. Uh, because if this is one place I would think the American people could come together left and right and say, well, yes, let's not close down the airports, and let's not take away child health care. Let's quit fighting these wars. These wars overseas are costing us a trillion dollars a year, and we have nothing to show for it except more enemies. So to me, the logical place to cut is overseas. If we keep expanding it, and it's a sacred cow that you can't cut a nickel out of the military. I mean, why? you know, this proposal, which was all fictitious about cutting FAA funds and closing down the airports and, and causing great problems for the American people, why didn't they just say we'd save twice that much from some of this nonsense overseas? But, no, they never suggest that. It's a sacred cow. The military-industrial complex controls things. And you're not even allowed to criticize it and say that too much money is being spent. And uh, bottom, bottom line, we haven't found replacement cuts for the furloughed workers. We've unfurloughed. So points well taken. Uh, Ron Paul, thank you very, very much. Thing. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw this Secretary Rumsfeld and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the Joint Staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. 
He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. So go through the countries again? Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then Libya, then Somalia and Sudan, and then back to Iran. Now, the countries didn't come in that order. We know that for right now. But um, people, you hear the, the audience laughing. Out. I don't know if they're laughing with them or against them. Um, it sounds more funny to laugh with them because he was kind of sarcastic himself. But Wesley Clark knows things that you know he's put in that position and put in that environment that he will overhear things <laughs> and uh, it's followed the same exact thing we know the the american um research for a new century or whatever the heck that was george bush and his his, his minions neocons um brought out and um, the authors were um uh, dick cheney and, and rumsfeld and um there's another guy, Wesselwoods, so whatever I can't even pronounce his name, but uh, they brought out uh, this crazy thing to, for American hegemony to take over lands. And this is exactly where Russia will fit in to start to copycat the United States over the last 10 to 15 years. We have started going over, actually 20, 30 years, we have started going over to try to influence other nations at first. And now we're going over to conquer other nations. Uh, and, 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 the, and the twisted thing is that we leave their regime, we, we replace their regimes, but we, we, we sort of are a de facto um, empire where we, we still influence, we, we still leave, we put somebody from a puppet in charge. We say that the Iraqi or the Afghanistani people are in control, but in reality, they're just like the United States, where the people think that it's a place for the people, by the people, and with people, but in other words, it's not. It's a, it's a land controlled by um, rich European men, and, um, and they pull the strings. So um, when you get countries like Iraq, whose president, Saddam Hussein, starts to figure things out, then they want to go and remove him because he starts doing crazy stuff like stop using the American dollar. And he starts to use, he, he threatens them with using some other source of uh, trade. And, and, and it becomes really uh, funny to watch these things happen. But I, I take it really seriously, folks. We are in the last days of the last days of the last days. We have that not much time. Now, like I said before, all my shows are going to have, we're going to stick to the subject. Um, sometimes the Holy Spirit takes you off somewhere else, and you have to go that way. 
Uh, I'm going to let y'all listen to a quick uh, uh, new um, intro, and then I'll be right back. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone, the place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong. I can swear they're saying Bill Armstrong. Uh, next time someone makes me a uh, intro, uh, I'm going to make sure they emphasize the f- f- Phil Armstrong instead of Bill Armstrong. Did he say Bill or Phil? I have no idea. That's what I want to do. I wanted to say, but I got my uh, my boy Johnson. Um, some people don't like rap music, but I'm gonna go ahead and listen to my boy um, rap, uh, rap, and I'll be right back. Bad news to good news. No more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. I got good news. Ah. Bad news to good news, ill street blues, no matter where you move, cats still got dirt on you, ah. Yeah, I remember you hustling on the block, at that time it wasn't the gospel you had on the block. Shorty wear them Tim's and sack, hung around the wrong crowd with the juice in the paper bag. Things I had got into at that time was only a couple inches from a life of crime. So I found rhyming to be an architect, started working on freestyle so I could get that check, but not yet. Down the road I met Jesus Christ, saw the good in me and he saved my life. Took the burning away and my load was light, no real beer runs, creeping out throughout the night. Dreaming of the spotlight, luxuries, no more hangover miseries, fighting my enemies, sharp in my eyesight, but cats still hated on you, debating on you, my past is boy, I got the good news, straight from the headlines, blazing words, victory is mine, like Kojak Caroline, like Kojak Caroline, but cats sleep, proclaiming he'll be back next week, and talking cheap, but there goes the action, now you see the proof, ain't nobody laughing, ah, Reactions are picture perfect, all this good news most definitely worth it. No more bad news, brand new shoes from the upper room. Introducing my good news, from bad news to good news. No more ill street blues, transformed from the old to the new. Brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile. Streets are talking, Delhi gossip for the day. You heard about Robert Jr., yeah, they can't got safe. But there's a time into the hood, gotta see it to believe it. Say it's just a son, he'll be back to his old habits again. Well, there's no pretense, a transformation. Criminal character been erased from the nation. My habit for the poison's been eliminated. Through God's laboratory, I've been recreated. Cats still can't believe what they saw. And just like snakes in the grass, they fly my downfall. So I stand tall, enjoy the new status, tame the flesh, put the pre- to the practice and while cats bring up the past to expose you to the nosy I put on wax so cats can hear my testimony expose the phony address the issues give proper respect to where it's due and I this is all said and done no sweat on my back cause the battle's already won so uh Get rid of the gun guy God, the only protection is from Jehovah Jireh But in cats ears all you hear is blah 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 They want the bad news but I got good news Good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. 
brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Uh, bad news to good news, no more Hill Street Blues, transform from the old to the new. Brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Bad news to good news, no more Hill Street Blues. Uh, bad news to good news, no more Hill Street Blues. Uh, Bad news to good news, no more ill street blues, transform from the old to the new. Brand new tales, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Bad news to good news. Alright, that's my Army buddy, Robert Johnson, a.k.a. Robert Jr., and uh, that was uh, an awesome song. A lot of people don't like when we play rap on uh, radio shows or anything, because um, somebody came and asked, so last, about a year ago, I had played that same exact song, and they were like, um, you I, you were okay until you start playing rock music. I'm like, what does that have to do with it? What is the message that he's trying to relay? Um, are you making your body move back and forth? Is that damaging to the cause of Christ or what? Um, now, if he's cussing or glorifying himself, then, you know, I can see. But, you know, I, I try to keep everything in balance. Uh, but uh, anyway... Uh, so uh, we we out of time, but I have to go get my kids also. But God bless everybody out there. Um, I hope y'all have a wonderful uh, evening. See y'all tomorrow morning because we're gonna come and talk about Syria and Syria's importance. I'm gonna try to keep each show from 30 minutes to an hour. Um, uh, we're gonna come up with a plan every day to be able to come, even if it's pre-recorded. Um, sometimes I would come and pre-record a show um, and um, set it up in pieces and bits where uh, we put it together as a whole show. And I'll let y'all know if it's not live, but it doesn't really make a difference for right now to actually start getting live shows going. Uh, and once that happens, then uh, we'll let y'all know what we're doing. But for right now, it really I guess it really doesn't make a difference uh, because yeah, I, I really don't try to do live shows. I haven't done a live show or um, people are in my chat room for a long time. And uh, I might go back to that. But for right now, I don't think I am for uh, so forbidding the foreseeable future. But join us tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Syria and the Syria effect. Um, the Antichrist, I do believe, will be Syrian or Syria from Syria. I think he'll be the next leader after uh, Assad. And also we're going to talk about the, the doomsday time clock and how Damascus um, fate will usher in uh, and open the curtains. It will be the line to pull the curtains open for the tribulation period. But God bless you. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. 
Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.